0: so you're, you're sitting around having coffee or a beer with some friends or perhaps uh, having some fun with family members at a, at a party or a barbecue, and the talk turns to that one great idea you've always had, maybe opening a restaurant or starting a small service business or maybe even going global with the best new widget in the world. Uh, before you know it, you're off and running as partners, and you know after that initial success, something happens. Maybe it's an employee issue. Maybe it's a financial issue. Perhaps it's something about growing the business. Whatever it is, you suddenly find yourself dealing with a new and unavoidable issue, and that's when things get difficult, unless, unless of course, you foresaw the potential for something like this happening and you put everything down on paper long before you started. Well, welcome back to the podcast, everybody, Jim Mitchell. And today, my go-to resource for legal issues in the business realm, Attorney Jim Voigt of Lavelle Law, is going to be here to discuss just exactly why written agreements are so important, especially in uh, family businesses. Jim, I know this is an area you're very familiar with, so I'm looking forward to the discussion. Thank you for being here today.
1: Well, thanks for having me on. It's good to talk to you again.
0: So I'm I'm sure you've dealt with this type of business structure where the owners are friends or or relatives. Um, Is there a tendency there to to make the mistake of just being too informal since everyone feels they they know each other well enough?
1: Absolutely. And, And a lot of times, too, it's it's one of two things or it's both uh they feel so confident that they're not going to be arguing because of their close relationship they don't see the need for putting anything in writing and two because of especially like a close family relationship they feel very awkward about you know asking somebody to to put something in writing it's perceived as uh a statement that you don't trust them when it it's really not that at all
0: mhm so so someone has a conversation with you how do you respond when they say well you know, we don't want to we don't want to do that now because we don't want to have to argue about these things before we even start. Uh, yeah,
1: that's true. So um, the the idea is, uh, the perspective that I come from is having worked with our litigation team on a lot of these you know family businesses or friendly businesses that have gotten into litigation and seeing the patterns over and over again of why that happened and inevitably. Um, It's very rarely about something that is just an absolute massive disagreement on running the business. It's almost always about something that was really just never discussed. So when family comes to you or friends come to you and say, well, we don't really need this because we agree on everything, they agree on everything that they know about the concern that we have is it's important to flush out some of those issues where they don't agree early on in the process because later on, you know, we've invested money and time and and that's when the bitterness starts to come around is when we've discovered this issue that we never even thought about before and now we're really arguing about it. So the comment that I'll get all the time is, you know, hey, you know, we're not going to be suing each other so we don't really need these documents. But the idea is not to have these documents help you win a lawsuit it's to just use the process of creating this document to avoid ever getting to a point where you want to sue each other in the first place.
0: Is it safe to say that the stakes you know, are going to be much higher in terms of that argument once the business is up and running than, than before it gets started, the perspective of trying to solve these issues when there's not as much at risk is the better view?
1: Exactly. Much higher in a lot of ways. You know, a lot of times it's much higher just in terms of money. Instead of arguing Mm -hmm. over a business that might be worth something someday where it's really easy to, you know, nobody's really invested any money yet, no one's put in a lot of time yet. Uh, You know, now we're five years into this and maybe this business is worth $6 million. That's real money. And, you know, an adjustment of 2% or 4% or 10% has a real – major world impact the other issue to be honest with you that's far more prevalent a lot of times it's not a money issue when it's between friends and family it's this you know i've contributed more than they've contributed if there's any one common denominator of a friends and family dispute it's that i contributed more than they did and and then the other person says well i did exactly what i was expected to do and there was just never really this meeting of the minds so, um, yeah, to answer your question, really, the, the magnitude of things is much, much larger after you've put a few years into this business and you're trying to correct something that's already completely off the rails.
0: And, and you talked about putting things in writing. Uh, um, when you look at it from a legal perspective, what, what are some of the tools that can be used to, to create these documents up front? I mean, what are, what are we talking about in terms of the correct documentation? So
1: um, there's a, we use slightly different names for basically the same thing. In a corporation, we would call it a shareholder agreement. In an LLC, we would call it an operating agreement. We also might use employment agreements. Uh, those are going to be the most common. There's some other things that you might get into uh, if there's options that are being granted, but those are less common. But for the most part, what we're talking about is um, particularly a shareholder or operating agreement. That's really important. Sometimes we what would also... Two? What they do is they really set up the rules that say, here's how the shareholders are going to vote on certain things. Um, in the event that there's a dispute, here's a process that we'll use for resolving that dispute. They really set out who's actually in charge because you'd be surprised how often that's ambiguous. Um, and, and by getting all of that down in writing early on, we avoid that ambiguity, you know, years down line, um, you know, We have two brothers, and and both of them think that they're in charge. Uh, But early on, we would have established that the one brother really absolutely thought he should be 60-40 and that he should have the majority, and the other brother just never knew that because they never discussed it. Uh, So we we get those issues, you know, sort of raised up and flushed out and solved. That's the critical issue, and solved early on in the process before the stakes are too high where everybody wants to sue each other.
0: Mm -hmm. So... Roles and responsibilities, um, you know, decision-making, money, uh, who does what? Are are those the common things that need to be addressed, or are there others that we haven't mentioned yet that should uh, be discussed before these businesses take off?
1: Those are the most common things. And what we do in our office is we have an outline that we provide a client that gives them all sorts of topics that they would go through uh, to make sure that they're covering everything. And a lot of times, you know, we'll get these outlines back with notes on them, and there will be paragraphs that are just marked out as just not being applicable. Applicable, And that's okay, but they were marked as not applicable after they saw them and thought about them as opposed to just not realizing it was ever an issue. Um, so, yeah, but what you what you really listed were the most common ones, and that is what are the roles, who has authority to do what, who is in charge or who are the people that are in charge, and how are uh, how is cash how is money handled in terms of who gets paid how much, who gets how much profit, et cetera.
0: And that's uh, I want to come back to that uh, here in just a minute. As as always, so um, enjoying a, a very thoughtful and informative conversation with Attorney Jim Voight. Um, we're talking about the need for written agreements when uh, when friends or family members are entering into a business relationship. And and Jim's a, a great advocate for business owners. Does a Superb job of always outlining why something is recommended, particularly in hi- highlighting how uh, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure, as we're hearing today. Um, I, f- I follow Jim and everything he's doing at lavellaw.com, where he, he produces some great articles, um, and recently also posted a nice video tutorial on, on selling a business. Um, so, a lot of information at the website there, lavellaw.com. Um, and, Jim, as we talked, you are just talking about money, and, you know, I, people would think that conflicts come up when uh, business starts to struggle and then and then everyone's stressed out but as you mentioned maybe it's a major conflict when when things are actually going well and then one person says hey all this money's rolling in let's let's line our pockets and and the other guy says well no let's take that and help grow the business is that something that these agreements can sort of outline in advance as to what happens when the money does come in
1: yeah absolutely and and what we see is When a business is failing and struggling financially, we will often have clients come to us and we'll sort of describe the process of how we would go through litigation. And it's so cost prohibitive and there's just no money there to fight over they end up sort of sorting things out themselves very often. The real struggle comes in is when there's plenty of money in the business and it's very profitable. Everybody is well-funded, so everybody has enough money to pay lawyers to sue each other. So that's where you can actually reduce the willingness to compromise on an issue because there is enough money uh, to file a lawsuit and there is enough money to pursue litigation. So the way that I look at it, to me, when shareholders end up in litigation with one another, that's a failure. That's an absolute failure, and it's my job as a transactional attorney to do everything I can to prevent that from happening. And the way that we do that is by getting agreement on all of these issues at the very beginning, before tensions are high, before emotions are running high, and when everybody's still in the process of forming their ideas on how this business will be run. And the way that we do that, again, I want to be clear on this because it's a subtle point, but it's important. The fact that we create a legal document isn't just for the purpose of having something to rely on later. It's literally the very process of creating that document is what creates consensus and what avoids, hopefully avoids litigation in the future.
0: I've heard you use that word process a couple times today. Is that what you're referring to is really just getting everyone at the table and, and, and thinking ahead before, before things get rolling?
1: Exactly right. Yeah, exactly right. They're, they're already thinking about certain things. They're in, they're in uh, an agreement about starting a business and they're thinking about what they're going to manufacture and how they're going to manufacture and where they'll probably have their office. They're thinking of all of those things. But the background issues that sit there in the background and don't raise their head until something in the future triggers them, those are the things. That's my job is to draw those out and get consensus on those early on before they become a problem. But you're right. Get everybody together at the table and agree on all of these things up front to avoid costly litigation later.
0: So as, as usual, you've, you've done a great job of educating people here now. So uh, they're, they're well informed. So now they say, well, we're going to get together at the kitchen table tonight. We're going to have a legal pad. We're going to write some notes up, and we're all going to sign it at the bottom. Is that, is that going to hold up for them, or do they really need to come to someone like you and, and get these um, documents in, in what might be some legal formal process?
1: So, assuming that they put everything on that legal pad that needed to be on that legal pad, and it doesn't have to be written in legalese. I mean, that, that's not. There's no mm. legal requirement. If there's a dispute, what the court's going to want to look at is, you know, did these people come to a meeting of the minds, right? Um, the only concern that I would have in the scenario that you just described is the fact that they're putting it on paper doesn't mean that they've covered all of the issues. They still don't know what they don't know. You know, putting it on paper in a legal pad, handwritten, doesn't solve that. For me, when we present to a client a draft shareholder agreement, there's, I don't know, half or three-quarters of that agreement is things that they don't really think about on a day-to-day basis. Now that they've seen our draft and they're passing it around their family, they are thinking about these things. And at that point, it's very easy for them to decide how they want to do it. And the other good news is if we put in there, we got direction from one of the shareholders that it should be 60-40, the other sees that and says, I thought it was supposed to be 50-50, great. Let's talk about that right now instead of talking about it when the company's seven years old.
0: Yeah. Now, so far, I've I've sort of directed the conversation today around business scenarios. But just as a quick aside here, do do agreements like this help in other situations where you know three or four siblings are buying a vacation home to share, or a bunch of friends are buying a boat because they think that's a great idea? Does some does some of this apply in those situations?
1: It really does, and, and that's where things can really get testy as well. You know, when there's not this sort of profit-seeking um, mindset around getting into business and doing something together, it's even less likely that people are going to um, feel the need to put something into writing. So my encouragement today would be to say, try to lose the stigma of putting something into writing. Don't associate the fact that you're putting something in writing with the fact that you don't trust each other. Just just put that out of your mind. It's the the purpose is not to solve the problem of no one trusting each other. The purpose of putting it in writing is to solve the problem of you don't know what you might argue about a year from now. So let's just figure that all out right now.
0: Yeah, well, it's it's a great view to have and uh, certainly one that uh, we rely on, Jim Boyd, to share with us. Um, uh, as always, a uh, great informative conversation today. So I'm going to thank uh, Jim Boyd for being here today and let him get on back with his day and the work that he does. But uh, always a pleasure to talk with Jim Uh, As I said, a great resource to uh, find out more about Jim, his practice, and all the things that uh, go on at Lavelle Law would be LavelleLaw.com a um, great place for articles, videos, uh, information on the attorney, different practice groups, and uh, just a wealth of information where you can uh, learn more about different aspects of the law and things that uh, are of interest to you. So uh, I know Jim would be happy to sit and talk with you for a free consultation as well. So give him a call, 847-705-7555, and I'm sure he'll get things started for you. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Chicago's Legal Latte. If you have any questions or topics for a future episode, please call Lavelle Law Limited at 847-705-7555 or email us at podcast at